Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. We are so excited to have you today. We are going to talk about the shock and awe factor. So why we should be excited about mail <laughs> and things that we can put in the mail and what that's going to do related to uh, getting people really feel like they made the right choice in your program. So Carrie, you and I were talking uh, just a little bit ago, and you were telling me about a specific program, and I don't necessarily want to name names, but why don't you tell me a little bit about what you were telling me about the, the package they give people? Yeah, so this is their enrollment packet. So this is a family has enrolled and they're going to be starting, I guess, within the next week is probably the time frame. So we'll we'll circle back guys and we will talk about the tour packet, but right now we're going to presume that the tour went well and they're enrolling or somebody was on your waiting list and they're they're moving to enroll. And so at this center um, they give shirts that are the size of the child that are nice shirts, not not just a screen printed t-shirt. They, I think they're button downs if the kid is in preschool and cute onesies if they're, you know, onesie sized. <laughs> and they give them a bag. So if it's a, a diaper bag age child, they give them an, a diaper bag in the colors of their business, but it doesn't say the name of the business on it. Uh, and it's embroidered with the child's name. And I can't remember if there's anything else in that bag. Uh, and then in the older than diaper bag age, they give them a backpack that is that was designed for this chain. Um, so it's a character that they use internally. So outside of the center, nobody knows about this character, but inside the center, all the families know about this character. And then it also is embroidered with the child's name. And I was like, that's really cool. That's the beginnings of a shock and awe package. But when I asked, when did they get that? They said it was at, you know, orientation. I'm like, okay, well, when do you do orientation? And they did kind of bulk orientations, <laughs> you know? And as I've been thinking about it, since we said we were going to talk about this, I'm like, there's better ways to do that so that it's even more impactful. Like a bag that is a nice bag that is embroidered that the kid can wear if it's a you know preschool age or school age is great, but how we deliver it, <laughs> um, I think could be even better. And there's other things, you know, I think we could come up with some other things. So what are some other things that you would do to create a shock and awe package other than giving them shirts and a bag? Yeah. So when I did summer programs, we did the drawstring bag, we did some t-shirts and we did a water bottle. So I love this idea because one of the things is a lot of people have an enrollment fee. And this is a very clear way for you to use that enrollment fee for marketing. But it also requires a little bit of personal connection. So if you're going to either hand deliver it or deliver it by mail, I would love to see a note written to the child from their teacher. And you made the suggestion of even a picture of that teacher. 
And I know that you and I have talked several times on podcasts, on lives, even just sharing on social media that we feel very strongly about staff having professional photos. Now, we're not talking $6,000 headshots. We're oh, talking- really? <laughs> we're talking about just some professional headshots, just some professional, they can be action shots, but something that gives their personality. And this is really important. I could also see this being um, kind of a two-part package. One would be something actually for the child, because a whole lot of kids are not going to get very excited about t-shirts and backpacks. So including a book or coloring book or something like that, that gets them really, really excited about where they're going. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of Play-Doh. So, you know, we can always include some Play-Doh, but have some fun with it because not every program is going to be able to afford a monogrammed custom backpack. So even if all you did was, you know, the $1 gift bag from the Dollar Tree and literally some other, you know, trinkets from the Dollar Tree, like Play-Doh and a coloring book and a note from the teacher that just says, I can't wait to, to meet you and introduce you to the rest of the class. Those are ways where that child gets excited to go to the place that gave them a gift. Yeah. And something just popped into my head as you were talking, which was, and again, this is because I've been writing books and I have found out that self-publishing is way easier than people want to make it. Um, <laughs> you could have a book about welcome to ABC childcare and you could have photos of the front of the building and of their classroom that are in there with simple text. And if you want to do it through Amazon and all of that, you can. But even easier, you could do it as a Shutterfly book and it could cost, you know, $10 to get a hardcover book personalized to that classroom, it wouldn't be personalized to that individual child, but you could have one for each classroom at your center. And that would be bananas. Um, if you wanted to go even further, you could do it with pictures of the kids in the class. Um, but then you might have a turnaround time. But I think that would be really great. And it's again, it's $10 if you order it from Shutterfly when they're having one of their sales, they have a sale every week. It just has to be the right sale, <laughs> right? So if, they, if they're having a book sale, you could be ordering them for $10 a piece when they have those book sales. Um, and I think that would be amazing. So you said just off the cuff, hand delivering or mailing, and I want to go in on that again also. So what did you mean by whether they're hand delivering it or mailing it? Well, so to me, there's, you know, you had mentioned that the, the, the school that kind of inspired today's topic did it in a mass orientation. And to me, let's take that a step that's personal. So depending on um, if you are a small community, uh, small local center, whether you're a destination center, in other words, you're real close to people's work. So if you're real close to where people work and that's why people use you, then you're probably not going to have people who are really close to your physical facility as far as their residents. And so you may not want to go hand delivering this packet. And so it's going to be much more appropriate to put it in the mail. And that can be something 
simple, like uh, just one of the envelopes from um, flat rate envelopes from the U.S. Postal Service. Um, you can get fancy and use the flat rate boxes. Um, they come in all different shapes and sizes. Um, if you do that, definitely think about, um, we are currently in Texas with some, some incredibly creepy hot weather. So definitely think about whatever you're putting in there um, as far as the weather. So if you're putting in things like shirts, um, if you're going to put anything else in there, put that other stuff inside a plastic bag. You just never know what's going to melt. So and that way those shirts don't end up with goo all over them. And if we're mailing it, we're going to address it to the children. If we're hand delivering it to their office, I would call the office, not the individual person. I would call the office and say, I have a delivery for Susie Smith. When is a good time to deliver it? Yeah. And so whoever answers the door at the office or answers the phone at the office is going to say, you know, three o'clock is a great time for delivery. So you delivered at three o'clock. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Now, if you're in a small town or you are absolutely a child care center that everybody comes to because you're right next to the elementary school and everybody lives within two miles of you, you know, throw on those magnets onto your car, look really cute, put on a shirt that goes with your program and go, um, you know, deliver them on people's doorsteps. Now, again, it's hot. <laughs> you, you never know what neighborhoods are like. You don't want people, you know, stealing your package. So again, you might give people a heads up that you're going to be delivering a package and just let people know that, you know, they're starting on Monday. And so on Thursday evening, you're going to be delivering these packets. That way people are looking for them. And I just want to stress that these don't have to be expensive, but that doesn't mean they can't be fun. They can include things like brownies, you know, and if you really are too busy, you know, most people have a pizza place in town. Well, if you, again, if you are one of those small towns where everybody knows you, have a pizza delivered to this family the night before school starts, you know, do something that makes them go wow, they were really thinking of us. Or, um, you know, maybe it's just some coupons to go to the local Dairy Queen to have ice cream after the first day of school. These are all things that can help the family bond with, um, you know, especially if this is the first time the child goes to preschool or to childcare and leaves home um, with a list of questions of what to ask when your child comes home. Not, do you have fun today? Yeah, I liked recess. <laughs> you know, like, well, and also articles about for the parents about what's the first day going to be like and what you can do to make it easier on yourself as a parent, what you can do to make it easier on a child their first day. And again, that can be age specific because what a parent needs when they're dropping off their two month old baby is very different from what they need when they're dropping off their four year old. Yeah. We're going to need a different level of emotional support for that parent. And, you know, going over the routine with the baby is not going to be helpful <laughs> with the four year old going over the routine would be helpful. So making it age specific. So let's, let's look at the cheapest version of this, right? Which is we've got a an article that you can have written or you can get one from, you know, parenting magazine if you want. Yes, Kate? Make sure that whatever the article is, that you include your program's logo, phone number, email, website. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have the article for the parents. 
about getting themselves ready, another article about getting their child ready. So those are both the cost of printer paper. <laughs> so pretty inexpensive. Um, then we've got a photo of their teacher. That's going to cost 15 cents from Walgreens. Uh, a letter from the parent, from the teacher. You may have to pay them for five minutes or 15 minutes of their time. Um, and then we put some snacks or, or you know, dollar store kind of toys, you know, Play-Doh, um, action figure, whatever is something that would make sense for your program. Um, so if you had a Montessori program, maybe you're getting one of those uh, posable dolls one of the felt posable dolls, you put that in there and one of your t-shirts that you, you know, you ironed on something you cut out with your friend's cricket. <laughs> so that cost you the $4 to get that t-shirt at Michael's or Joann's or whatever. And the one piece of iron on fabric. <laughs> um, so we're looking at maybe $10 for that packet. And if you can also throw in, you know, the, the restaurant that's in your town that gave you coupons, you throw one of those in and say, you know, we want to make sure you can have a low key dinner um, the night before and all that goes in there. And then it's in an envelope and we mailed it. So the mailing costs maybe a dollar 56. That's how much our certificates cost <laughs> when I mail them out. So that's. Uh, the amount that pops into my head, but maybe with the t-shirt, it's, you know, $4, but still we're looking at $15 at most for that level. And if you went the other end, what, how much do you think one of those ones with the reusable bag with the kid's name and stuff like that, how much do you think that one would run? So that one, if you're, again, if you're going to mail it or hand deliver it, you're probably looking at 50 to $55. And that does require some prep time because you have to have them embroidered. Unless of course you own one of those really cool, fancy sewing machines, or you have a friend who does, or you have a relationship with a monogram business. Um, and you're not just ordering them in bulk somewhere. So uh, again, and I've seen people charge 75 to $100 for your registration fee. So, you know, think about that registration fee as being exactly what you would use to spend for this. Um, what might be some other things that you might have at the center that might cost money to set up for a new student? I mean, their nap mats um, or their crib, their cubby, um, their refrigerator space if they're in the baby room. I have a six-month-old niece, so I'm thinking what would we need at a center to get um, my niece going. Um, so a label on a hook for where you put the diaper bag or the car seat. Um, you're going to need files. You're going to need somebody to have time to set up those files. Um, you're going to need some, you know, area for the family wall in the classroom. Um, and of course, handbooks for the parents parents, presumably most people come with more than one. I came with four. I was very exciting as a child. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so um, those are the things that pop into my head for a new orientation. And of course, if you're, if you're going to have an orientation time, staff time for one or two people to do the orientation. Um, and again, we strongly recommend an orientation. Um, and even if that is 
you know, you open at seven o'clock. So at 630 in the morning that morning, you're like, we're here for the orientation at 630. If you don't come at 630, you just get to figure it out on your own. <laughs> um, but um, I think orientation is very, very helpful to help the parents feel secure and comfortable It can be after work one day, it can be before work, it can be on their lunch hour, the week before they enroll, whatever works. Um, but you need, please, please, please have an orientation. Please, <laughs> please. So as you can tell, Carrie and I both have some strong opinions about this. <laughs> and so we want to make sure that you are, you have worked so hard and you have spent a lot of money acquiring that family. And one of the things that we find that even after being in this industry for almost 30 years, we still see programs and businesses that kind of go, oh, look, they've signed to the paperwork and then they never try again to keep that family. You It is so much easier to keep a family and when they've enrolled, make them really happy that they made this decision. Confirmation yeah. bias. They want to see many opportunities to prove that they made the best decision. So give them opportunities <laughs> to think that they made the best decision. Absolutely. So what I'd like to do as we kind of wrap up today's episode is talk about what are the other times and ways that we can keep this family. Again, if they come in at six months, you could have them potentially for another 11 and a half years in both your regular program, your preschool program, and your out-of-school time program. And so what can you do, especially even that first year, but definitely the first five years, to make people realize that you are an invaluable asset to their family? I mean, I, I think we've talked about a lot of them at various different points. Um, Kate's favorite is to feed them. Feed the parents, feed the kids, give them food to take home. Like they're She wants everybody to be well fed. Um, so if you've got a full size kitchen or a, you know, a commercial kitchen, have food opportunities. <laughs> Absolutely. Have special events that are different from the special events that other programs have. Um, so we've talked about having a field day. We've talked about having a spring carnival or a Halloween, you know, trunk or treat where, you know, they start at your center and then you've already primed the people on the surrounding block that their kids are going to be trick or treating. So they get some trunk or treat and then they actually get to trick or treat around a neighborhood that you're sure is safe for them. Um, and the neighborhood will get real, will get a kick out of it if you do that. And they are like, oh, we're really going to have trick or treaters this year. Um, you know, we talked about the preschool prom and I'm sure there's a hundred other ideas. What are some of the ones that you like, Kate, other than feeding people? I do love feeding people, but one of my favorite trick or treat, um, field trips has actually been trick or treating at a nursing home because these are people who never get to see trick or treaters anymore. And they just think this is the most fun. And so you walk around and, um, you know, if you've got nursing homes, they love it when kids come caroling, come play games with them. But, um, Easter egg hunts. I mean, you can pick all kinds of things, but, um, and you could make this like a semester long thing in the fall. It can be that, you know, you at the beginning of this, the semester, 
you know, you go and do a meet and greet kind of thing with the kids and the, and the nursing home. And then in October, you have the trick or treating. And in November, you do a Thanksgiving. And in December, then you do the caroling. So you've got something each month for those four months. And if the kids in the, and the nursing home are still rocking with it, you can carry it over into the spring semester. But that is a great, a great thing to do. And again, there's probably one within a mile of your center. The, other the zoning thing, tends to be the same. The other thing I really like about that is as a parent, um, not that I don't like my kids artwork, but I don't know if I necessarily need three to five pieces a week. And so here's an opportunity for, again, people who may not get a whole lot of family interaction to, again, feel like they've got some family. And so um, even if they're delivered by the teacher or even by you as the director, you know, once a week and a lot of the extra artwork just goes over to the nursing home and they can adopt a virtual kid for um, their refrigerator art. Um, you know, it's, it, again, it's a way to stay connected with your community and you're really, um, and, and this is one of those things that people are like, oh, never really thought about it, but this is PRable as well. So this is an opportunity for you to get some press that people are like, oh, this is such a feel good story. I mean, we're always looking for feel good stories. And here is one that we are handing you that, you know, especially if you have kept, uh, a, a journalist kind of in the loop um, of what you've done in September and October, then they're going to be all over the caroling. Or if you've told them about the dropping off of refrigerator art and you've gotten some positive um, feedback from the nursing. Yeah. We, ha- we did that at one of my centers and um, we said that they were rental grandparents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody would go, Oh, I'm going to go see my, my grandma, my grandma Jean or my grandpa Steve and their parents were like, you mean your rental grandpa Steve? (laughs) (laughs) Because we gave the parents that language um, and we gave the kids that language. So it wasn't trying to replace something that families may have. Um, Other things that we can do, what are some other things that we can do to really help those parents with their confirmation bias that they made the right choice? Absolutely. So other things in addition to just doing social events and feeding them is being an education resource. So providing a quarterly trainings to the parents on what to expect with their toddler, Um, providing opportunities for extended education as a family, how to budget. Um, you know, we did an off, we gave people a lot of options and ideas during COVID because we really wanted people to be able to still stay connected to their families. Again, having opportunities that as far as you know of, nobody else does in your town. So things like even scholastic book fairs at a preschool level, um, maybe work. Love those. I love those. Yeah. So, you know, there's all those kinds of things that you don't see other places. And again, field trips are awesome, but sometimes they're expensive. So understand your parents and can you get grants or sponsorships for those field trips? 
Um, there might be a dentist in town who would love to sponsor, you know, a field trip for your kids. Now, they probably aren't going to cover the field trip to the local ice cream factory, but <laughs> yeah, maybe they would. I don't know. You know, <laughs> maybe that's exactly what they want to do. Um, but sometimes it's just being creative. And if you haven't had an opportunity to do that, you know, schedule a time with Carrie and I to to let us help you think outside the box. Let us help us, let us help you really be that program in your community. Absolutely. So next, you know, we will have another one of these where we talk about the enrollment folder or the enrollment packet or yeah, the enrollment packet, the tour packet. Um, but hope, please, please make a surprise and awe box or bag for your families when they enroll. Um, they will tell other people about you that will market you to other people because the other centers aren't putting in the same thing you are in their bags or boxes, even if they're doing them. Um, and so think long and hard about what makes your program different and highlight that in that shock and awe box. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.